I can't have my legs wide open. I'm wearing a short dress. <laughs> Are you wearing underwear? Yeah, but I'm on my period. <laughs> it's going to stink in here. <laughs> it's like, just don't. <laughs> For those of you at home, that is not paint. That is... <laughs> How are you guys? And welcome back to the second official episode of season two of the Hanxious Podcast. Before I forget, if you guys like the podcast, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe. You can find us on Apple and Spotify, and you can watch full episodes on YouTube. I'm too medicated to function, Murphy, and this is my co-host, too hungover to care, Karina Hefner. <laughs> and on the second official episode of the Hanxious Podcast, I did want to start out today. I found out that this is, in fact, my sixth month soberversary from alcohol. Today? today literally today. Thank you so much. As we know, it's been a journey, but we are here. We are queer. Get used to it. I did want to give a shout out to all of the people behind the scenes who have been helping to make this podcast. There's a team of you. There is now a team. <laughs> and I just wanted to go down and just thank everybody. Give all of you your flowers, if you will, because you guys have been so unbelievably supportive and incredible, and you're all doing it for free. <laughs> so thank you to We're everyone. We're no better than she is. <laughs> The Anxious Podcast, sponsored by Exploitative Free Labor. <laughs> so we're going to start with the wall behind us, Maude Kenzie. She's been my friend for an extremely long time. She's so beautiful and gorgeous inside and out. And she has spent tirelessly weeks of her life not only painting the entire wall white, she painted this rainbow decal behind us. And she's now given us two very interesting designs behind us. As you can see, the sun looks just like me. And the moon over there smoking a cigarette, drunk off of life, is Karina. <laughs> now behind the camera, too, we've got our new time editor and producer, Caleb Albert. He used to be gay. Now he's straight. And <laughs> he's in a bearded relationship with my coworker, Karen, from the roadhouse. And Karen is also behind the camera masturbating with a dildo. So <laughs> just kidding. She is in school to be a psychologist. So if any of her future employers find this episode, you don't know what she looks like and you don't know her last name. Anyway, so <laughs> with all of that being said, we've got all of our thank yous out of the way. If any of you guys ever need any paint or artwork done, I will tag Mackenzie down below because she does an incredible job. We're not finished yet, though. We still have some additions we're going to be making to the podcast and we do want to give two special shout outs so unfortunately karina's very good friend sent us these incredible artwork but karina being selfish billy. she's being very selfish she wants to use them for her own well, fucking room cute. me and billy have the same taste i'm sorry billy um, i'm gonna give a shout out to one of my special followers he went to school with me a few years ago and um he you know he wants to get us chairs um, the journey's still out if that's gonna happen. He he did make a burner account and sent me some vague it made messages. It seem, well, he messaged me first, and I thought it was one of my stalkers trying to stalk <laughs> me. So I was being kind of rude until I realized you're a friend of Sam. So I'm sorry for being kind of passive, but thank you. He did give us a fright, <laughs> but you know he he is apparently sending us furniture. So <laughs> Sam's tacky little panhandling moment yeah. works and you guys listened and i just want to say i didn't expect anybody to listen because my entire life nothing in my life has ever come for free there's always a price to pay if that's in the form of oral sex or... oh, that's kind of crazy i'm just i'm not the girl that gets a movie and a dinner date i am I'm always the one that has to put out, if you will. So um, although my prostituting days are far behind me, um, I did just want to thank you guys because I didn't have to take my top off to get free <laughs> stuff this time. I'm so happy about that. And I just can't believe you guys care about us that much. It's incredible. You guys have always we been. We love you. Thank you. And right. me and Billy do go way back. I just love her. She's my favorite Libra. The extension cord you sent us is right behind us, plugged in and being used. So shout out to Billy. It's cute because she has a new baby. He's probably about a year now, but he recognizes our voices and gets happy when she plays our podcast. Oh my God, Isn't that's that so cute? cute. I know. So thank you, Billy. I did just want to say a shout out to the guy who's going to send us chairs. Now, I don't know for sure if the chairs are actually going to arrive next week or my family's getting murdered. Either way, I did give him my address and we set up some links. So 
You should have just told him you would meet up in person somewhere. But you know what? That's okay, too. I'm naive. I don't live here, okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, we will sleep with our doors locked and one eye open, I guess. Um, or we're getting new chairs. So fingers crossed it's the latter option. And with all that being said. Stay tuned for a GoFundMe for the Cook family. <laughs> we need to do that. If you guys saw the messages, okay, they were intense, all right? He was very nice, but he was a little bit um, elusive and a little mysterious about it. Well, it it. didn't have a profile picture, and then they were commenting on my tweet saying, message me back. And so I was like, I'm scared to open that. I feel like they're going to be really mean to me about something. So I wasn't too sure because... If you know, I do have a few stalkers out there that just love to make fake accounts to be cruel to me, but rightfully so, I was just a little defensive, so. Valid, you know, and from my perspective, nobody's ever cared about me enough to stalk me. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I've gotten threatened before, but never followed or no one's ever loved me enough to stalk me, okay? I'll just put that out there. That's my big statement on it. no offense, you've kind of gotten rightfully threatened, too. So, So, yeah, long story short, you might have to be doing this as a solo podcast soon. But um, hopefully it won't happen and I'll be around forever and we'll have comfy chairs to sit on. So thanks, you guys, so much for your support on that. Now, I did want to give one final thank you. And this one, from the bottom of my heart, it's truly the most heartfelt, sincerest thank you I could give. Shout out to my ex-boyfriend who we had to evict to make all of this possible. Um, This is his old bedroom, so. This is where he used to lie his head down late at night. And now it is where we stomp around for two and a half hours once a week. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Sam used to suck dick in here and now we film, so. Right, now I rub clits and film podcasts. Thank you, roses. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) What we've been up to in our love lives, so. I wanted to dedicate a whole episode to this mainly because of the fact that we're busy, you know, we're... I'm very busy. She <laughs> she could be sponsored by something, um, AA or Hinge, and I don't know which one, but I, on the other hand, uh, I was obviously for the last year, two and a half years, maybe three and three quarters. I was, you know, in and out of a toxic relationship. I, he can't, you don't know his birthday. You don't know the date you started dating, but I apparently know. I actually do know. You started dating in 2020. September 20th of 2020. And then we started dating October 20th, 2020. And I don't know his birthday, but I know when we started dating. So. You still don't know the birthday? July 30th. Yeah, it is July 30th. Okay, I was literally about to say July 31st, dead ass. I know, because you always thought it was July 31st. It is July 30th, because our ex-boyfriends both have the same birthday, so it's hard to forget. Right. I personally was going to say July 30th to be funny, because I thought you were going to go, that's the wrong birthday. But apparently we were right, so July 30th. Yeah, so, you know, um, where I've been up to is my ex-boyfriend and I, we were living together at my family's house, and honestly, there was nothing in this world that was going to... Gone too soon. (laughs) (laughs) There truly was nothing that was going to stop me from wanting to not live with him, except when I had a little light bulb moment, and I was like, oh, that that room's pretty spacious. But you know what? You win some, you lose some, because... His ex did take the Switch controllers with him. So we so, can't play Mario Party anymore unless someone else wants to buy us Switch controllers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amazon <laughs> wishlist linked below. I think we might have to actually start doing that now. Every time we mention a gift, so we've got to put it in our wishlist. Well, list. my birthday's next week. Oh, shit. So. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> the big 25, <sighs> a quarter of my life. Yeah. And if you're out there yeah. and you're listening, she does need a car. So... <laughs> I might crash it after a month, but... I was going to say, you would be a tad bit you know, like a I, crash dummy. I'm but. very proud. I don't drive high or under the influence of anything. I've driven... I have i don't drive dumb. However, I do. You don't have to. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely... My driving is questionable, so... I was going to say, if anyone out there wants to possibly have a safety features crash course commercial, you know, she'd be a great dummy to do that for. No, please don't. <laughs> Well, you know, I just could die. You won't die. 
Someone this is, else this will die. This is gonna happen. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. You say that, and then we do get a Tesla email. So, long story short, my ex-boyfriend moved out about two months ago, and then that's when we came in here, kind of like extreme home makeover, and we got to work. And now we have a studio that I am very proud of, very honored to be in. And wherever you are, you know, rest in peace. And although we do text quite literally all the time. I haven't seen him since a week ago when we fucked in my car, his car, not in mine. So my butthole hurts, but we didn't use lube. <laughs> I was feral. I was feral. Good for you, honestly. Sometimes you just got to, you know, shoot up a little bit of some cum to get I yourself a steam on the rest. I drying up right now. I haven't had sex in a while. So. <laughs> it's shrinking. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh. I mean, you were in a relationship for a pretty long time with a guy who wasn't exactly pushing your walls back and forth. <laughs> no, he wasn't at all, so. Yeah. He wasn't a grower or a shower, unfortunately. <laughs> so, And I'm sure there's at least 50 of you watching that have also fucked him, and you could attest. I never even showed Sam his dick. Sam saw it off of a different girl's phone that he fucked. So, all right. So basically, the reason I wanted to bring up too that my ex boyfriend moved out is because then Karina, on the other hand, was getting out of her relationship with her last boyfriend, Noah. And then, you know, she hopped into her relationship with her most previous ex, Blake. And then he kind of pulled a 180 on you, Uno reverse card, if you will. He started a relationship with his own girlfriend. Noah did, not Blake. Long story short, yeah, he's been in this relationship, but still would call me off mm -hmm. Star 6-7. He still had his Tumblr and would subtweet me on that. He's had two different ones. He would send you anonymous asks me or, would, or whatever that He would ask send me means. anonymous messages on Tumblr, ask me like, where are you at? It'll be okay. I still love you. Like he would constantly send me those. And then I've tried telling her, she just didn't believe me. So it's really out of my hands. She'll find out in the long run. If it's not me, it's with someone else. So yeah. So basically, to fast forward, I was at a bar in Phoenix called Gracie's. I would say maybe like about a month ago at this point. I have not seen Noah since the day I broke up with him, which was, I think, like March 6th of this year. So it's been a really long time. You know, today's the 6th. Eight months. Wow, yeah, eight I months sobriversary of you. Noah and his Thank pencil. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that clip I was writing for four years. Um, Thank you. Um, But anyways, so I just have not seen him. And I already knew every time I go to Phoenix, I would tell my friends, like, if we end up at a bar and he is there, like, I just need to leave. I'm not going to act out of character. He's not going to get a reaction out of me. So thank God it happened on a night when I happened to be with a guy who was a hotter version of him. Questionable. I You've got a type and it's just tall, literally. I don't really know what else you're looking at. But Yeah, well, I was out with my roommate, Amelia, which we love Amelia. Yes, shout out, shout to out Amelia. Amelia. We love her. She's grown to be one of my best friends as well. Amelia Padilla. Yes, we love Amelia. Yes. And so me and her, we were going to drink in Tempe and we were having a dolls night with our friends, Tyler and Adrian. And then we ended up going to Phoenix for Gracie's for some reason on like a random Thursday. And so we were already there for about an hour. I was pretty drunk. We were all pretty drunk. And then all of a sudden his girlfriend came after I was already there for an hour. And so I've always seen her out. I don't really care. There was one time where she screamed that I was an ugly bitch, kind of hovered over the table she was sitting at. And I was like, who's ugly bitch? And then she wouldn't say anything. We were at Gracie's. She shows up after we're already there for an hour. And then after that, all of a sudden, my fucking ex-boyfriend of four years walks in. That is the, I <sighs> felt like I honestly kind of saw a ghost, but what made me feel better and gave me reassurance was that he looks the exact same and he needed a haircut. So he didn't look his best <laughs> that night and his clothes looked kind of gross. He was still wearing the same stuff you'd always wear. He hasn't really done anything with himself, it seems like. So that made me happy on the inside. Not an outfit repeating. <laughs> yeah. You'll never catch me outfit repeating. So fuck him. Yeah, um, check her bank account. <laughs> Everyone proof on that. <laughs> So prior to him showing up, I was already, I ran into my friend Jasmine's ex-boyfriend, Chris, in which Chris is friends with this guy that I was with that is quote unquote the hotter version of Noah. And so we were, I guess, kind of flirting, but not really. We were just all hanging out because I haven't seen them. And 
Noah's sitting pretty close with us with his girlfriend, and he wasn't even there for two minutes. I just looked at the guy, and I went, my ex-boyfriend is right there. Make out with me. And then he was like, which one is he? And I was like, the ugly one in the black hat. And then he grabbed my face, and we made out. We were disgustingly making out. It's like we were having sex with clothes on. I was like touching his dick through his pants and then he was like feeling me up through my tank top. Emphasis on disgusting. I will say, I could already picture you licking his nose, his chin, his cheeks, his eyebrows. I was being, we were both being gross. Karina's tongue has a life of its own, if you will. And it travels places far and wide. Yes. And hairy. So. Yeah, thank you. Buttholes. (laughs) I'm actually like, I haven't eaten ass in a really long time. Oh no, someone got her some toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) We're making out for like two minutes, right? And so we stop and I just look up and Noah looks like he wants to beat the fuck out of me. When we were dating, we'd break up all the time. And this one weekend at the porch, we were broken up. This was April 2021. We both ended up at the same bar in downtown Gilbert called The Porch, which he never went out. So that was a very one-off situation. Well, he couldn't go out. You have basically blackballed him from the entire county of Maricopa. I know. And so... He can't go anywhere in Gilbert. So Everyone I, knows him. I found out he was at The Porch and I like freaked out. Obviously, I was across the street at Champ. So I run the porch to cause a scene. Oh, God. First of all, people have died in the roads in that downtown Gilbert Strip. I know Strip. they have, yeah, but I didn't give a fuck in that moment. But I won't lie. If you've ever seen a superhero movie, I could imagine Karina could stop a semi-truck with her hand when she's drunk. <laughs> Don't pass! <laughs> Lifts it up, throws it. <laughs> so I'm like, I show up to the porch. I literally walk in it hunting for him. He disappeared, but his hunting, hunting, on hunting. I like was searching high and low for this motherfucker. And then one of his good friends that happened to be a security guard at the time at the porch. So he Shout ends out up Tanner. Yeah, you can keep that on your side. Um, Tanner hates me. He hates me too. He's removed me from there multiple times. I still want to go back. I love Tanner. <laughs> okay. You. He was cute. Shut up. Tanner is hot. <laughs> I'm pit- like, if that was the friend I fucked, I would have fucked Karina hates him, Tanner because Tanner is the one guy that's who friends with Noah. Who will not fall into my fucking trap. And it infuriates me. Yeah, Karina is the black widow and he refuses to get caught in her web. I know. And it pisses me off. Of her off. pussy juice. <laughs> I know. But anyways, so long story short, while Noah's gone... Before he comes back, I run into an old friend named Chili. And I'm sure a lot of you watching know who Chili is. I know Chili. Yeah. Don't I know Chili? Chili, Yes. Chili used to sell me pills. You can cut that out. Um, I'm not cutting that out. Okay, but Chili. Chili gave me drugs. But I love Chili. To give you kind of a background, me and Chili, I've known him since I was like 16. I've always thought he was cute. But we've, me and Chili, truthfully, have never hooked up. We've only ever kissed. I'm surprised. I'm surprised, too. We're both pretty easy. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you want that, Captain? <laughs> well, hey, Chili's a spade hot. A spade. I think Chili's Chili hot. Cute. Chili's so, my type. Yeah. So <laughs> Chili, me and Chili are there. Chili's at a table. He ends up bringing me up to the table, and we're like sitting there. And then all of a sudden, Noah and all of his little friends that he talks shit about come back into the porch. They're on, and if you've ever been to the porch, it's kind of like a horseshoe. So it's like a blue Applebee's. Yes. So it's like a horseshoe. We're on one end, which is like the end where the bathrooms are. And then Noah and all of his friends are on the opposite end, just watching. And so me and Chili end up going to the bar. Chili ends up buying me a drink and then he kisses my cheek. And while this is all happening, me and Noah have each other blocked on everything, including our numbers, because we were broken up. So we're texting each other through text-free numbers, fake numbers. And he's texting me and he's like, okay, I fucking get it. Let's go home. And I would make eye contact with him after I would receive the text and we would we would look at each other and then I would laugh and then I'd set my phone down and then I'd go back to laughing with Chili. <laughs> and so Noah then comes over with all of his friends and then long story short, knocks out his friend. The porch had to close 10 minutes early. A bunch of shit was broken. <laughs> um, the friend was on the floor. Chili was nowhere to be found. He was the one who should have gotten hit. Now we're going to go back to the present. When we saw him, in my brain, I was like, he just has to sit there and take it because it's not like he can fight this person I'm making out with in front of his girlfriend because he would look fucking crazy. And also he's by himself and would get jumped. And so I just look up. He looks like he wanted to beat the shit out of me. I get up and then me and him, he turns around, we make eye contact. I just look at him and I go, Cunt. 
And then he just looks really disappointed and he storms out and his girlfriend follows him. After the bar closed, I found out they broke up because I ended up calling him because he posted on his Tumblr, please call 911 for me like he was going to kill himself, which I won't get into it, but he's fake killed himself before when I've tried breaking up with him and fully convinced me he died. So I... And for some I reason, mean, I believed it. So we, I don't know. We were like on the verge of coffin dropping. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like I literally thought he fucking died and he got his mom in on the lie too because she's also a, a fucking liar. So yeah. So long story short, I end up calling him. He answered for the first time in months and was like, I'm going to call you right back. I'm talking to the police, which he definitely wasn't. Sound like he was in a car probably driving to his girlfriend's apartment <laughs> to like fix things. But then he ended up answering again, and we talked for a split second. The phone call ended. They broke up, and then I think they got back together, but I think they're broken up again. So I'm not too sure. But that was the last time I saw – I think they did break up again. What the fuck? I don't know what happened. I don't talk to her, obviously, but – Obviously, I've been in your position, too, similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the topic of relationships, and I've never – publicly spoken about my ex-boyfriend when he lived with me and when he got his own boyfriend. So I kind of wanted to tell this story before we continue with that. To begin this story, so I have been where you've been. I have had an ex-boyfriend who finds a new person to be with. And I definitely handle things. I think you and I kind of differ in how we approach the handling of these things. We're petty, equal parts petty, but we just deliver things in a different way. My ex-boyfriend, when we broke up before I got into rehab, I got sober. And of course, I'm withdrawing from all sorts of drugs in my system. And the first and only thing I really wanted was to be held by a man again. So of course, me and my ex-boyfriend, I'm writing him letters. I'm looking up at the moon at night. I'm just, all I can look forward to is just getting back into cuddling into his armpit and snuggling up next to his nipples and, you know, just being in love. It's just such an addicting feeling, you guys. I just, nothing feels better. So when I got out of rehab, him and I started to date again. And I had found out he slept with somebody when I was in rehab, which is fine because I had slept with somebody um, a week later after I found that out. So we, we had a little rough patch. He did try to, you know, strangle me and I tried to stab him with a screwdriver. But um, <laughs> that's a story for another time. Um, <laughs> so basically, him and I, tit for tat, eye for an eye, the world went blind. It was and like you guys were in competition, kind of. We were. But also, yeah. I was just talking about this at the bar the other day. I felt equal parts competitive, but equal parts very, very sexually turned on. I, I will say my last name should be changed from cook to cuck. And I... <laughs> I get a little off on it. I won't lie. Like, I think it's kind of hot when he fucks somebody else. Sue me, okay? I have low self-esteem, all right? I I have attachment issues. I will admit, sometimes I think you'd be hot, too. It is, But I'm okay. too jealous. I don't think I could ever do it. But I the really key don't. to it, okay, is yeah. you have to move past your jealousy. And once you push through that wall, then you're like, oh, that was actually really hot. And then you get obsessive and jealous again. But that's another story. So yeah. long story short, my really ex-boyfriend. Goes hand in hand with your eating <laughs> disorder, I'm sure. So. so long story short, my ex-boyfriend and I, we got back together after rehab and something fell through with his living situation. So he ended up moving it with me and my family and he lives in what this room is now. He was the one who moved into here prior to this. We just, we weren't going to make it work. So we broke up, but he was still living with me, sleeping in my bedroom actually with me. We slept together every night. So we officially, officially dated for six months. I would probably say when I got a rehab, we were kind of unofficially dating. You only dated officially for six months. Hey, I love hard, you know. I on the fast track, baby. We moved in together after like a week of me knowing him. Oh my so. God, it's like you're a lesbian. Oh my. That's like lesbian couple core. Well, you know, my dad was missing for a lot of my childhood. <laughs> oh my God. In emotionally, emotionally. Yeah. He's still here, but I, that's how I felt. Okay. He can hear me. <laughs> so what ends up basically happening is I am in this relationship with him. We break up and then months go by where we're sharing the bedroom. So even though we were broken up, that was very loosely defined and we were still hooking up all the time and we were still spending tons of time together. And then what ends up happening is I would say probably around December, he started to kind of do this thing where 
We would go to the gym together, for example. The entire time I was dating him, he never talked about any of his insecurities. He always seemed actually pretty confident in himself. But he randomly would start to say things like, ugh, my boyfriend is so much taller than me. I fucking thought he was kidding. So he had this running- Are you taller than him? No, I was shorter than him. So I would get triggered because he'd be like, my boyfriend's taller oh. than me. I'm insecure about my height. And then I'd be like, what the fuck are you saying? First of all, I'm shorter than you. So what the fuck does that mean? But second of all, I'd be like, oh my God, shut up. What boyfriend? Like you're delusional. Um, so. Baby, you were the delusional one. <laughs> <laughs> so that went on for at least a month of him joking about having another boyfriend. And I just was thinking, oh, he's so funny. This running gag he's doing. It went a bit. And I ended up peeing the bed one night. And <laughs> That's nice. Okay. <laughs> and he's got a really expensive mattress, okay? He's got the purple mattress. <laughs> and then it turned green from my urine. And he got very mad at me. I peed the bed pretty violently. It was a giant puddle. In my defense, I woke up like, oh, I sweated in the bed again. And then he was like, <laughs> he was like, no, you fucking didn't. He literally sniffed it. Ew, I would literally murder you. He was like, that's not fucking pee. He said, that's not fucking sweat, that's pee. And I was like, oh my God. Sue me, okay. I obviously was hydrating the night prior. That day in particular, it was at the beginning of January of, I think, 2022. He got mad at me for peeing in the bed and he took me mattress shopping. And that day he was like, we're not sleeping in the same bedroom anymore. I'll move into your guys' guest bedroom. You can stay in here and have your own bed. And I'm going to put all my stuff in this room, this room being the studio. And I, of course, was really devastated by that because I'd been sleeping with him. But Well, yeah, I would feel really rejected and ugly. Of course, all of the above. Absolutely. So. But I, of course, at the time was like, okay, I guess maybe I should be, we're not technically dating. Maybe we shouldn't be sleeping in the same room. Maybe he's got a point. So I end up getting my own bedroom. <laughs> Streamo makeover. And then, you know, a few weeks went by of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, once in a while, I, I would hear he's on the phone with who I assumed was a friend or a family member. I just, I call me crazy, but I didn't think my ex-boyfriend would be bold enough to start an entire new relationship with somebody while we had literally just two weeks prior been sharing a room together, making intimate love <laughs> and... You know, it was like a sleepover every night with yeah. your best friend. I didn't think he had a boyfriend. Where did he have the time to have a boyfriend? Well, boy, boy, was I wrong. One night, I think it was early February, I'm on FaceTime with my friend Rachel, and she FaceTimes me, and she's like, hey, Sam, I think your boyfriend has a boyfriend. And I was like, well, <laughs> shut up. What do you mean? He doesn't have a boyfriend. You're crazy. She was like, I don't know. I'd look at his Instagram. He had not posted once, not twice. He had posted probably 10 to 12 times over the span of not one, not two, not three, four fucking months he'd been in a relationship with this it person. It was really that long? That fucking long while he was living at my house, eating out of my kitchen, showering in our shower. We Is were probably- sex with you? He was still having intimate love with me. <laughs> intimate love is crazy. Um, we okay. were passionate, star-crossed, and- <laughs> Twin flames. Long story short, I, but I'm just gonna say, I wanna be completely Emily Blunt right now, okay? <laughs> this is stupid fun. Um, so, I'm gonna keep it 100. Don't judge me, don't shoot the messenger, okay? I had seen this boyfriend before, on TikTok, his TikToks would come up and it would tell me that my ex-boyfriend was following him. I did not think he was cute. So in my mind, I was like, oh, that's just his friend. That's his cousin. That's just someone he knows. Like it's always the girl you're not threatened by. Always the you. bitch that yeah, I it's always did not crazy. think I had to worry about. Yeah, okay. And always. For a little more context, too, I really love hairstylist on TikTok. This is actually an era of my life where I got really invested in Teresa Van Dam and Siri Parks. They're two really funny storytellers who tell crazy stories of them in their salons being hairstylists. And 
this TikToker he was dating was actually coming up on the For You page too because he was also a hairstylist. I come to find out, you guys, not only have they been dating for four months, my fucking boyfriend at the time has been driving two and a half fucking hours every weekend to go visit him down in Tucson. And they were going on dates together. They were like spending- As he wasn't paying rent here too. He wasn't Crazy. even paying fucking rent to live here. The reason why it had taken me such a long time to even see that they were dating is because- Although my ex-boyfriend and I were living together and we were still doing a lot of coupley things, social media was a hard line for me where I was not checking his social media. I remember that, yeah. Because I was trying to protect my mental health and I was like, what I don't see won't hurt me. Every time I've ever checked his following, I literally can't eat for two days. So I'm just gonna stop looking. And I was really good about that. But what a naive bitch I was because meanwhile, I was getting fucked over <laughs> heavily. And so when I see that he's got this boyfriend, of course, I instantly have a meltdown and then I freak the fuck out. I come to find out they're dating and I don't say anything to this guy he's dating because in my mind and in my opinion, although I really wanted to let him know, hey, he's living with me still. We are not actually like officially completely broken up. I just knew that it would play out when it was supposed to. And so every time I got very close, I just resisted. But I will say what ended up happening was, is I think I came to you as a woman and I told you about the fact that he had this boyfriend. And I went, yeah, I know. <laughs> so the reason why Karina decided not to let me know that I was getting heavily screwed over and taken advantage of. Well, I kind of wanted you to learn your lesson for not listening to me too. Is so. because, and we've got differing perspectives on this story too. What she is referring to is I got out of rehab and my first fucking phone call was to her. And I'm in a van with six other recovering drug addicts heading back home for the first time in a month. That's the first time I've been back on my cell phone. My boyfriend is the only person I've been in contact with the entire time I was in rehab because I'd only get two phone calls a week and I didn't want to waste it trying to talk to my friend and catch her up on everything in 30 days. So I just had a hard line of I'll just tell them everything when I get out. I'll have stories for days, which... The producer behind the camera loves to make fun of me for, because every time I worked with her, she would be like, all you talk about is rehab. <laughs> I'm like, I know, okay? It was a very formative time in my life. Sue me. <laughs> Your first fucking call that I make to you, you decide to tell me, um, Johnny's following Noah, and he messaged Noah, and he's trying to hit on him. And I'm like, okay, um, not the best time to let me know that. I'm like, this close to snapping. I just left fucking rehab. Oh, I'm just gonna let you know you're being cheated on. Can I get lunch first? Take me out to dinner first. Fuck before you fuck me with that. In my defense, Noah is the one who made it look really fucking shady. Because remember, before you went to rehab, Noah would always compliment Johnny and be like, he's beautiful. Like, why is he with Sam? Like, he would say stuff like that. Yeah, oh, he would. Oh, he, would. he would. He would literally <laughs> say comments oh, like God. that. And then one time you and Johnny, <laughs> which it's not even true from my perspective. Oh, Noah so just hated you. That was so But in, in Noah's defense, <laughs> in Noah's defense, you were constantly tweeting about him on Murphy, making fun of him. So he just really hated you. Ow. He would smoke me out. He was <laughs> calling me ugly by my back. What a mean girl. She yeah. is a mean ass bitch. Oh, that stung. <laughs> um, but so he would say that. And then I remember one time I had called you because he was really fucking pissing me off. And you and Johnny were fighting. But Johnny was listening to our phone call. And I was like, Noah made a comment about Johnny again. And then Johnny went, what's his Instagram? He's kind of cute. I don't know if you remember that, but that... No, I don't. That literally triggered Not me. Not all over again. That triggered me and then made me split because I was like, he already cheats on me with a bunch of fucking women. Now I have to worry about your boyfriend? Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? When Sam was in rehab, me and Noah would constantly go on dates. Like, every day we hung out, we would go on a date. Karina's kind of like one of his dogs, and if she doesn't get walked for a couple hours, she's going to bark a lot at home. So. And I would start fights with him because I couldn't be cooped up with him. I would just get triggered. So we would have to go distract ourselves. Yeah, you had to wave shiny things in your face yeah, to keep you so gaslighted. That's really nice. Thank you. Um, so yeah, well, you just told me he thinks I'm Johnny. He's so beautiful. Why would he be with me? Um, I have a really great personality. Yeah. You can suck it. 
he probably would too. So <laughs> we were at like a brunch together and we're sitting across from the table. We were having a really good brunch too, mind you. Like we weren't fighting. We were having a really good afternoon. And then all of a sudden he just looks up at me in this really mischievous look, just smirking and giggling like he has a crush. And he goes, Johnny just followed me on Instagram. Do you think Sam's going to be mad? And mind you, you're in rehab, not calling me. And I'm like, who the fuck can I talk to this about? This is like pissing me off. And I just looked at him and I go, well, did you follow him back? And he went, yeah. Yeah. Like he cucked me, bitch. At that brunch. I was like, what? And so this was like the first week you were in rehab. So I had to wait a month to tell you oh this. Oh, God. You're like That's... a fucking steaming kettle ready to burst. Yeah. And so then, so then back to when I called you and that was your first call, unfortunately, and I break the bad news to you. You ended up getting mad at me and then kind of you were getting gaslit and then you were gaslighting me being like, it wasn't anything crazy. And so then when I saw that Johnny had a boyfriend, I was like, well, he's not going to listen to me. Okay, so sorry. That's different. That is different because being in a full relationship is a little different than a vague flirtatious DM where I at the time was not wanting to admit that to myself. Also, I was always scared to piss Johnny off. Then that would affect me and you seeing each other because you're with him all the fucking time. And if me and him weren't getting along, I felt like I wouldn't be able to see you. So I was like, I'm just going to keep my fucking mouth shut. I was kind of gagged when you did make the call and I said, I know I felt really guilty. I won't lie. I was pretty gagged just because you I have a big mouth. Right. So I was equal parts pissed, equal parts impressed. All of March, my ex-boyfriend was still living with me. And I now knew that he had been FaceTiming this guy while he lived with me. He was in his bedroom on phone calls with him. And I will also say, and I'm not proud of this, but that was the horniest I have ever been in my entire I remember, life. I fucking remember that. I mean, from the moment I woke up, I mean, talk about morning wood. It's like I woke up doing like a 360 spinning on my, the tip of my penis and I would spring out of bed and it was just leading the way. And I just, every time I woke up, I was so horny from dusk to dawn. I would come into his room. I would do very mischievous things. I was talking to Mariah about it at the bar this weekend. I... <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this. This is such an overshare. Such an overshare. Um, I would like come into his room and be like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I just really need some lubricant right now to masturbate with. And he would be so mad at me because keep in mind, we were having sex when I didn't know he had a boyfriend, but once I found out he had a boyfriend. It just makes you want to fuck him even more. Because now I've got something to prove, okay? I'm like, how dare you? And obviously, if I could go back in time, I wasn't being a girl's girl about it, and I should have just left well enough alone. But hey, in my defense, I was here first, and he did live with me. He lived with you. So who am I? Sue me. But just the boy who's getting completely fucked over by multiple different people. And I, you know, I would tell him, I need you to put coconut oil on my penis. And he'd, you know, be like, no. And then he would. And then we would just have some really strange encounters where he would be the one, because I didn't have a car at this point in my life. He would drive me to go hook up with other people because he I think felt bad that he had a boyfriend and I couldn't just go fuck someone because I didn't have a car. Mm -hmm. So he would drive me to go do that. And then, you know, he would at first not participate, but he would sit there and kind of play with his fiddle. And (laughs) and by like the third threesome, he just fully joined in. And then just to really put the chair on top of that month of my life, By the end of that month, he got dumped, okay? And I never had to tell this boyfriend that he was cheating on him or that he was living with me. This boyfriend just probably picked up on a bad vibe and he broke up with him. And if you want to know what it really feels like to be a cuck, he was at the foot of my bed crying over this guy who broke up with him. And I had to sit there and be like, I'm so sorry you got broken up with. That sucks. I hate that for you. And then, of course, it turned to anger. And then I was like, 
what am I doing? No, go fuck yourself. I'm glad you got broken up with. How dare you sit on the foot of my bed crying to me? Like, to me, I was like, oh my God, he's not even in love with me. Like, now he's crying over somebody else breaking up with him. Like, that was a mind fuck. And that month, too, I would spend just, I didn't want to self harm. So, what I would do is I would just kind of like, like Wiley the Coyote or just one of those weird cartoon characters. I would like speed run out of my house and then I'd jog around my I neighborhood. I remember your <laughs> jogging era. I do. I had no choice. I was like, I have so much to say and I can't get it out of me. So I would just run around my neighborhood and I'd be texting him like, I hate you. I hate you so much. But all's well that ends well. Him and that boyfriend, rest in peace. Moral of the story is, so I've, I've been there, girl. And I know what it feels like, and it sucks, and it makes you sweat, and he gives you nightmares, and you're just tossing and turning, and you're the knots in my stomach. Oh, my God. I was just so devastated. And I'm going to be completely truthful, too. I do think the worst part of that situation for me was the fact that I had been on a little bit of a weight loss journey. In my relationship with him, I was kind of in a feeder dynamic, if you will. And all we would do is he would buy me large pizzas and he'd feed them to me. And Oh, my God. They would both get a large pizza each and they would eat all of it in one setting. <laughs> I witnessed it on vacation with them one time. And I was like, I was like, can I have a piece of your pizza? And Sam was like, no, babe. Like, I'm eating all of this. And I'd be like, okay. Assuming. Each their own, I guess. Okay, so I guess, you know, to put it bluntly, I was essentially sweating grease on my pores on a regular basis. When I found out that he had this new boyfriend too, I was gagged because I had been losing some weight, but when I found out he had this boyfriend, I still was not anywhere near where I wanted to be mm -hmm. goal weight wise. So I was really like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> how am I going to find someone? For those of you who don't know, okay, the gay community can be a little shallow and superficial. He's been bulking up at the gym. He's got a six pack. He's grown an ass, mind you. He has all these glute exercises and he fucking expands three underwear sizes. I would see him working out at the gym and I'd be like, that's some good Damn, shit. Like, he like really puts in the time. Right, you know. He'd be like on the treadmill at a really high incline in like really tiny shorts. I do remember. <laughs> he would. He had cute outfits going to the gym. I'll give him that. He really I know. Did, and a big so. fat ass to go with it. And meanwhile, <laughs> the fat ass on the other end of it was single like a Pringle and was very morbidly upset about it. I did end up losing all the weight I wanted. And you know what? I was still unhappy with myself <laughs> is the long story saying that. So I'm in ED recovery now. That was a really hard few months. And then when he got broken up with, he still lived with me for at least another year and a half after. And it was never the same. I mean, if anything, I will say it was a Band-Aid that got ripped off because now going forward, if he were to go get a new boyfriend, which I'm sure we can ask the audience, he probably has. And I just don't know yet. But um, I'll go on a limb and assume. I think I would handle it a little bit better now because he was my first love. He was my first real relationship. I had never been with someone before him in any substantial, meaningful way. Usually I was just, you know, hooking at nights. He was very, like, numb. I feel like you wouldn't really catch feelings for people either. No, I was very guarded. Yeah. Very guarded. And now I know why. Because God, does it hurt? <laughs> So, so I remember bad. I remember you made a comment when he was moving out and you're like, no wonder why my parents don't fucking break up. This is so hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I will say that relationship for me was a generational curse. And of I, course, yeah. I knew deep down once I leave this relationship, I will have shed myself from the last of my traumas and the last of my issues that I've been suffering from due to my childhood. And although we weren't as bad as you and Noah, I definitely, me and him bickered like my parents do. And uh, when I say bicker, I mean like cat fights and fist fights and all sorts of violence. I had to almost stab him one time with a screwdriver and he deleted all my video game profiles and he would be hacking into my computer, freaking out on my friends. And in his defense, oh I had just cheated God. on him. One but time <laughs> we were literally talking shit about him in our group chat. And then all of a sudden we receive a voice memo from Sam it's Johnny cussing us the fuck <laughs> out and attacking us. And we were like replying back like, what the fuck? Like, what do we even say to that? It was so awkward. Well, in his defense, somebody did call Mr. Potato Head, which if I had seen that text, I would have also freaked the fuck out. <laughs> it wasn't me, surprisingly. No, no. Karina, you loved him. I did you know? for a really long time. That's why I was pissed as fuck when he tried pulling a fast one with my boyfriend. Right. 
So, so long story short, you guys, this last year we've been sleeping in separate bedrooms, just like my parents. And um, <laughs> we finally departed ways about a month ago. But and you've been doing good. I have. You know, you. I only have fucked him once in this last month, which, hey, give me a trophy because yeah. that was tough. Well, you, you know? have a clock on your NoMo app. Been about a month since he moved out. And honestly, at first, I was devastated. But like, you know, I, although he didn't technically cheat on me with that guy when he started dating him, I felt like I got cheated on. So I well, was able to I handle that. Like, and I feel like sometimes when you're in a relationship like that, if you're not together, you're still very much together if you're still doing couple things. You know, you know, he is my twin flame, but just yeah. like any fire, you know, when it's not contained, it can burn a building down. So that was very Khloe Kardashian Instagram story of me. <laughs> I haven't followed her in years. <laughs> the Tristan thing really pisses me off. And I think it pisses me off because it's too close to home for me. Um, <laughs> it just makes me kind of look in the mirror at myself. So I just don't want to see it. So. Yeah, no, her, her inspirational quotes are always very interesting. She clearly has a Facebook. What are they really replacing? You Nothing. know, taking your throne of turmoil. That's a kingdom I don't want to have any part in. Exactly. So. Circle back now and talk about when you decided to make out with that guy in front of Noah and you, I guess, upset Noah pretty bad. And it really, it really hurt him. It was just twisting the neck. Karina! <laughs> Karina! That's how he sounds. He sounds very gay. <laughs> Mimic him. Karina! Yeah. Karina! Stop! Karina! Yeah. I was literally getting abused by a man who sounds like that, which is crazy. <laughs> like um, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> like, we have the same pitch in our voice. We both have a Valley Girl accent. So, I just, I don't know. So, this past weekend, we were at Gracie's again, and we run into that guy that I had made out with in front of Noah. And so, he was still with, like, the guy that I'm friends with, Chris. That's my friend's ex-boyfriend. And then they're with their other roommate named Liam. So we're all hanging out. I introduced Sam and I'm like, that's the guy I was making out with. Mm -hmm. Mind you, when I saw him that night, we talked a little bit because he unfollowed me on Instagram after he left Gracie's that night. And I was like, why did you unfollow me? He's like, you were more fun when you were trying to make your ex jealous. You got really boring after that and just kind of sat there. She introduced me to that guy and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, like that guy's, yeah. Okay, that's who you made out with. Cool. And then... A little while later, I am off with some friends. I'm talking. I really loved meeting all these people and we were just having fun at the bar. And then somebody comes up to me and they're like, oh my God, Karina's on Molly. Okay, thanks. Um. <laughs> and I'm like, of course, <laughs> fucking course. Why wouldn't she be? Of course she'd be on Molly. A at dog. a fucking dive bar. Like, <laughs> right. Like, what? yeah, the rave. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. Rolling. Great idea for the girls already blacked out. Awesome. And so Karina is running around and she's not with the guy she made out with, but his friend. And now this friend I'm watching and I'm getting confused because I'm like, that's not the guy she made they out with. They look kind of similar. A little. Yeah. So I was just like, where, who is this guy? And he's fucking following you around like a puppy dog. And I'm like, oh my God, she's going, the whole squad? Oh my <laughs> God, she won't rest. She won't rest. Jesus Christ. Now, you're also, ironically enough, in leggings that reminds me of Maddie from Euphoria. It's totally yeah. something she'd be wearing. Yeah. But my outfit was really cute. Oh boy, she was Cassie on the carousel. And I was, for sure. We were watching you from the corner of her eye, like, oh, she's squirting on the chair and and she's like just being herself. <laughs> okay, fuck you. And we're like, oh, there's Karina again. <laughs> oh God. I mean, you wouldn't know if she was on Molly or Math at this point. I mean, <laughs> fuck. And she's fondling him and she's eating her cigarette like literally like the cigarette's like halfway in your mouth and you're taking pictures and you're like <laughs> i mean i'm making out with amelia at a point yeah. too which amelia did say i'm a very good kisser good for you so, we do have a photo we could pull up no <laughs> please don't i'll be really upset with you that photo's really bad the photo is telling and <laughs> don't your... do it don't oh. do it it is really bad. Um, it's just straight up eating her. <laughs> Literally. You would think Amelia was dying in that picture. <laughs> like Monsters, Inc. Like <laughs> getting her lips sucked on. <laughs> I'll 
also gross. You guys are literally roommates and I like both of you. So it's, here it goes again. Uh, incest. Anyway, we're leaving the party and we're all, we've all established that we're going to this after party. So Karina's going to go with the guy she's been tonguing and we're going to go separately, me and this group of people. And when we leave the bar, we are heading to my car. Now, before we came to this bar, you guys, okay, Karina and I drove around for about 25 minutes trying to find a place to park. And I have never been good at parallel parking. So I had Karina pull up a YouTube tutorial where she is teaching me how to parallel park. And it probably took me 15 fucking minutes. But by the end of it, oh Did my it fucking perfectly. God, I perfectly fucking parallel parked. I was thrilled, enthralled. I was so impressed with myself. I was like, I've never been able to do that. And the fucking... 20 years I've been driving. And so when I'm walking with this group of people and we're heading back to my car and Karina's drove separate, so she's off with that other guy, I'm telling this group of people, I'm, with, I'm like, oh my God, you guys, I'm so proud of myself. I parallel parked. I can't believe it. I'm honestly feeling very happy with the fact that like, damn, I'm in such a good place with my sobriety. I can literally parallel park now. I, I'm invincible. I can drive anywhere I want and I never have to worry about getting a drink in my system so I can always just chauffeur people and I really love doing that. So we all get into my car. I'm letting everyone in. And then this girl named Blake, she's getting into my backseat and so she swings open the, pass the, the backseat door and... As she's getting in to my car, okay, she's getting into my car, and this car is speeding in a residential neighborhood, probably 50 miles an hour. Keep in mind, it's the bar's closed. There are drunk people it's like everywhere. It's 210, probably 215 a.m. And this person essentially almost hits the girl who's getting into my car, like almost kills her and hits my door and is speeding off. Meanwhile, I see a rear view mirror fly off into the street. I instantly, first of all, thought that girl died, thought my rear view mirror got smashed off of my car, all within the span of two seconds and the car breaks, it comes to a halt and then I watch them drive off. So I'm like, who the fuck was that that just fucking did that to my fucking car? So then I'm sitting there for probably 10 minutes, just in complete shock. I don't know what to do about it. This other guy who saw what happened runs after that car and he picks up the rearview mirror and he brings it back to us. All I know is there's a fucking mirror that got broken off the side of this guy's fucking car. And then some other guy saw what happened. He ran after it. He comes, picks it up. He brings it back to us. He's like, oh my God, are you guys okay? I just saw that. That girl almost just fucking died. He's like, here's this mirror. And I'm thinking it was my own fucking mirror. And then I realize it's this guy who was driving. I see that car literally peel off and leave the neighborhood. So I'm like, well, there that goes. I'm never gonna fucking get any money for what just happened. And so I'm in complete fucking shock. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's just get in the car and go to this party. I honestly should have called the cops, but I honestly just didn't want to ruin everyone else's night. So I was like, let's just leave. So we head to that party. It's literally about seven minutes down the street. We get there first. We all are investigating the cars on the sides of this street because we're like, I wonder if that person who hit our car is showing up to this after party. Let's look at their fucking cars and see if their mirror's missing. And we do that for probably like 10 minutes. And then we go inside to the party. We're having a great time. It's a very chill, laid back setting. Then Karina walks in about five minutes later and she's with the guy she was making out with. His name's Liam. And they're like canoodling. Guys, the vibe of this after party was a barbecue. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever been to a family barbecue before? That's the fucking vibe of this place. Okay. Everyone is seated. Some people are around a campfire. Some people are getting some food. Very quiet, very calm. There's not really, I don't even think music was playing. There's these cute twinkly lights, very Pinterest-esque, okay? We're all like in conversation. I turn my head and I see Karina in the middle of this fucking barbecue, <laughs> literally straddling the guy. This is Karina, okay? <laughs> my nipple piercing, it hurts, stop. Canoodling in front of all these people. Some of them are like in their 50s, mind you. This is a very weird vibe for this to be happening at. She is straddling this guy with her ass fully out because her leggings have cutouts on her cheeks. So everyone's witnessing this. I don't know. I guess we just all assumed you were fucking in the bathroom. We didn't have sex. We only okay. made out. And I can vouch for that because I had a tampon in. <laughs> when, I woke up, when I woke up, I did check to see if the tampon was still there and it was. So, okay, good to know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, long story short, Karina was rolling balls, apparently. I don't know if you would have felt it because you were drunk, too. Did you feel it? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Amelia was literally telling me, she was like, we're literally in fucking Arizona. That was meth. <laughs> she was like, there's no fucking way that was Molly. <laughs> I had a great night. And then the next day I woke up and I ended up FaceTiming Karina. 
And we talked like three times that day, like three different full conversations. And on that fourth FaceTime call, I was like, oh my fucking God, I literally completely forgot to tell you some fucking douchebag literally hit my fucking parked car. I'm so fucking pissed. You go, shut up. <laughs> I was in that car. <laughs> Mind you, she helped park that car for me. And then by the end of the night, hit the fucking car and dented my door. Okay, now the edge of my door is completely lifted up because the mirror knocked it forward. I feel bad, okay? And it's funny because one of the times I did try to FaceTime you that day to tell you, because I randomly remembered it, you didn't answer. Not only was that your side of the car that it hit, <laughs> my second thought was, this fucking bitch was probably giving him fucking roadhead or, or dancing in her seat or fucking <laughs> jump, fucking bouncing along, him, flicking her bean, <laughs> squirting everywhere on the fucking windshield, blinding and distracting him. And he probably crashed because he was so preoccupied. In our defense, we did drive back around to see if the car, the mistake, the mystery car was still there and it grabbed the mirror. You guys, I have been driving her around for probably two fucking years and she didn't know that that was my car, even though she helped park that car for me in that exact spot. Not only Elaine Barkett, but like I said, knows the make, model, and color of it and also knows the girl who was getting into the car. So how did you not think? Maybe that was Sam's vehicle I just fucking hit. I just wasn't thinking, okay? Long story short, she hit my car. <laughs> I was sitting there like, six months sober, six months sober. I am not doing anything naughty. And of course, somehow, greatest drunken actions happen to be my consequence. It's always you dragging me into some mess that I did not ask to be a part of. Yeah, long story short, I am glad to know that the guy that hit my car, Karina, has his phone number. So I'll have to get some insurance info. Ironically enough, I'm working at State Farm in three weeks where I will be doing insurance claims. So ironically enough, I didn't even know how to do a claim. I still don't really know. Do you still have a crush on him? I have a crush on someone else now. Okay, good. So you'll get that insurance then. Because <laughs> I could fucking tell when I asked her to get his insurance. She's like, can you? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're going to do it. You fucking know. You're the one who made love to him. You no, get the insurance. No, I did not. You're being annoying. That part of the night too was funny because she went home with him. And then I'm getting a text from her like 4.30 a.m. And she's like, come pick me up. I'm so disappointed. I don't even know. I and I'm pissed because he asked me about the next day. I was like, I don't even know why I said that. I kind of just assumed he had like coke dick or something and you were pissed. I don't know. So. That's crazy. You did Molly and didn't have sex on it. Don't. I know. I've so heard to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He could. Theme. Well, the new guy I'm talking to is completely sober. So I will can. say the next night we went out, she was completely sober and we had a really great time. I was not so. completely sober. I was still drinking, but I didn't black out because when I get hungover, I can drink still, but I get really nauseous and I don't drink as much. And also I just literally don't get drunk for some reason. So it was kind of a waste of my time. There but. was a couple times in that night I kind of had a... Because she almost did a popper, but <laughs> she's very easily influenced. Okay, yeah. so I definitely, I knew the guy you were on that date with. Was that a date? No. I like him. We I'd say it's a date. Out. Okay, we were just hanging out. Yeah, well, she was with a new guy and he's completely sober. And so I didn't want her to do anything. He kept pulling me aside and going, please don't misbehave. Don't ruin this. <laughs> The last thing I'm going to say is, because it is a funny little thing to add, is I could tell you weren't blacked out on Saturday yeah. because your lipstick stayed on the whole night. <laughs> it was literally 5 a.m. and you still had your lipstick on. Yeah. So I was very proud of you because usually on the scale of sober to blacked out, Karina, her lipstick starts to smudge around like number three and then by seven, it's just gone. So yeah. by 10, the eye makeup's off too for some, I don't know how, but even no, my eyebrow, gone. like the ends of my eyebrows are like completely white. So that's how you know I'm <laughs> fucked up is if my eyebrows just aren't there. And if you want to know so. who she's making out with, you can see her lipstick on certain people's faces. You can start to trace the pattern of where you Karina can. was. Yeah, I'm so. sure. I think one time there was a photo of me where I had like all your lipstick on my chin and I was like, ew. Oh, that looks so gross. I think he would really fucking me up. <laughs> What's that said? We kissed. You had to have been drunk. We have not kissed while you've been sober. 
in my defense, I'm afraid it'll make me relapse. Like, I don't want vodka slipping into my mouth. But I kiss you sober. You want to kiss to end this? I love you, Merp. I love you, too. Okay, you guys. And I think that Ew. wraps up today's podcast. So if you guys liked this podcast, make sure you follow all of our social media. Link down in the description. And if you want to send us stuff, I should probably not say that. Okay, you guys, that's the end of today's episode. My car's destroyed and green is sober for a day. And we are so excited for you guys to continue to watch all of our incoming podcast episodes. And if you're my ex-boyfriend watching this, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if um, you're my ex watching this, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and with that being said, my name is Murphy. And I'm Karina. And you're watching Anxious. Bye, Queefies. Bye. We love you. Thank you. Bye.